Hey you. I'm Kim. And I'm Tara. Welcome to Unapologetically You. We are so excited for today's guest, Jennifer, a therapist that specializes in love. And not just love, but self-love. Jennifer explains the difference between self-love and self-care. She gives us the steps to take if we're beginning the journey to self-love. Stay tuned to hear Jennifer explain the science of love. Don't forget to like us on Instagram and Facebook at Unapologetically You Podcast. And please rate and subscribe on whatever platform you listen in on so that we can continue to inspire you. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, we're super excited to have you. And before we kind of dive right in, why don't you start off by telling us just a little bit about your professional background? Well, I'm a psychotherapist. I have been in practice for about 18 years, and I specialize in the topic of love, um, specifically working with couples, but also with individuals kind of talking about how to love themselves. Fabulous. And that's all. Tara and I are all about the self-love right now. We sure are. Yeah. And seeing the importance of it in our daily lives. So in your work, you kind of state that the science of love answers the question, what is the magic that makes relationships work? So, I mean, what's the magic? You know what? It's really about the unspoken energy between two people. It's the good listening. You know, I always say it's the space between you and I. So it's, there is magic that happens when we are just present and available with one another. And that really carries to every single relationship that you have, just that presence. Oh, that makes sense. And so, so you predominantly work with couples, but you said you also work individually on self-love and the, the topic of love in general. So mm-hmm. self-love, Tara and I especially are finding how important it is to have that. And most of our guests that we listen to through their journey, their stories, they get to this point of self-love and it changes their whole life. Is Are there any tips or is there anything like, how do you get to that point of self-love? Well, you know, first off, I think we have to take a few steps back. I, you know, love and relationships in general is essentially what we all strive for as human beings. So as an individual therapist, one of the things I realize is that even if you're coming in for individual therapy, you're really coming in for relationship therapy. And that might be a relationship with your partner, your friendships, your coworkers, or yourself. And I started working with self-love out of this need to work with partners within a couple's capacity who had really just kind of lost themselves within that relationship. They lost themselves within the context of kids, within their jobs, and they really didn't know how to just kind of hone in on what is it about me I need to nurture within my body internally, but also externally. So, you know, I view self-love as a relationship model, if I'm being very honest. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, like that's a fascinating way to look at it, especially, I mean, of course, it is a relationship with yourself, right? And I think too often, maybe we don't recognize that importance of having that relationship with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I want to distinguish when I talk about self-love, I want to distinguish that from self-care because I'm not really talking about the things that we can do to take care of our bodies, you know, taking a warm bath, um, having a nice cup of coffee, going shopping at Target, you know, spending time without the kids. 
those are all great things. They are needed. And I support all of those self-care techniques. But what I'm really talking about is I'm talking about nurturing the soul. I'm really talking about getting to know who you are internally. And so on the one hand, within the self-love program, I do talk about, you know, food is really important to nurture your body. Moving your body in nature is really important because it nurtures your brain and your body. But part of loving yourself is going within, being mindful, doing your deep work. Um, And I also think that mental health can also be very DIY. I think that you can create a program for yourself and you don't necessarily have to even see a therapist, which I know is an odd thing to say because I am a therapist (laughs) and I love my job, but we seek out self-love in a multitude of ways, whether that's books or programs, or our friends that we connect with. And so it's really about nurturing the soul of who you are as a human being. I love that. <laughs> you, you're you speaking to our soul yeah. right now, sister. I can tell you that. Oh, good. <laughs> so like doing that, I, I love that you said that it's like a DIY process, like that each each there, however it works for each person is totally fine. And if you do it on your own, you do it on your own. But how do you dive deep? There are a lot of people out there who don't quite even know how to dive deep. They don't even know where to look. Or like how to even begin. So, you know, I'll, I'll again take a few steps back and kind of talk about how I even started this process as a therapist. Um, at the end of every therapy session, um, you know, I might give a little bit of homework. And essentially, I might say, okay, here's a sticky note. And what I want you to do this week is I just want you to walk out your front door and walk down the block and walk back. Now, for some people, that may not seem like a huge task, but for other people, it's monumental. But when I say walk out the front door and walk down the street and back, I'm not asking that you do cardio. I'm not asking that you even put on running shoes. I'm asking that you just take one step at a time and start to be mindful of your surroundings. Start to be mindful of what you feel in your own body. When they get to the end of the block, many people say, you know, I just went around the block. I just went all the way around. I decided to go all the way around. Some will even say, you know what? I just went around the neighborhood. I just went around the neighborhood. And then I silently laugh because I'm like, yes, my plan worked. What I really wanted was for you to just get out and take a step and then another step and begin to be mindful And so then the next week I may say, well, you know what I'd like you to do is I just want you to notice the green trees. I want you to notice the life in the trees. I want you to notice like who keeps their light on at night? Who who parks in in the driveway? Who parks in the garage? Or I might even say, you know, here's your homework. I want you to go to Starbucks and just sit there and observe people. And I want you to create a story about their life. Create a story about their life in context with your life. What does it feel like to sit there in Starbucks? And I know that that all sounds really strange, but it's really a lesson in slowing down and just noticing. Like, what does it feel like when you do this thing? So it really is a building block to just being more mindful. 
mindfulness isn't about jumping in and now I am a guru in meditation or a guru in mindfulness. It's really a daily process that you begin slowly and then you begin to take notice of all of your surroundings, of yourself and how you feel and the inner workings. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and like for anyone that really is considering going on this journey, you know, to self-love, what a great way to start. Those are such great, you know, ideas of ways that you can start this yourself on your own if you're not ready mm -hmm. to go seek out like therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because so often, like you said, like the whole process of slowing down in and of itself, like we are living lives where we're often just on autopilot and you don't even recognize the, the surroundings around you, let alone the people and what they're doing and who they are. Like we don't even have time sometimes to recognize ourselves, let alone anybody else. So what a great technique to get people like kind of just to recognize in themselves that look at me physically slowing down, look at the difference in what I can actually see out of it. When you work with people, do you predominantly, um, pre-COVID, did you work in person or did, have you always worked like over um, Zoom as well? No, I've always worked in person and I've really appreciated and loved that relationship. I didn't even really know that I would like doing online, doing Zoom sessions. But of course, like all of us, we've just kind of had to create this new normal. But no, I really have loved being in the presence of people because, um, you know, I I think that there's this energy that happens between two people. And that's really what I'm talking about is that space between that if I'm ever in a session with my client and I'll start to think personally, like, whoo, gosh, I mean, I feel a little anxious. I am like, oh, my God, my heart is racing. I'm feeling warm. I have to do this self check in and think, oh, my gosh, I bet my client feels that this is the same as you walking into a, a room where somebody has just had a heated argument and you can feel the energy there. Well, that's how I feel with my clients. Like I can really feel that. So I've just had to work a little bit harder with my online work to make sure that I can tune in and really feel that space between. Because not only is it important that I feel that within a relationship, but I'm also teaching that at the exact same time to help my client tune in and know how to do that in all of their relationships. Gosh. So when you work with it, um in person. So often when you said that you work with couples, do you work with couples at the same time or do you do one-on-one -on -one sessions with them? I prefer to work with them together. Um, and I'll tell you why I set my counseling room up as a triad, as a triangle, where I would prefer that the couple talks to each other as opposed to talk to me, because I see myself as a communications coach with couples. They don't come in with mental illness. When you think of therapy, you think of mental illness and couples don't have mental illness. They just have forgotten or have never learned how to speak to one another. So being very relational, I work with them on that space between. I work with them first on their own self-love. How do you feel really good as an individual, but also how to then work with their partner and get their partner to nurture them as opposed to me nurturing them. I mean, in the beginning of a relationship, yeah, I can nurture somebody all day long and build rapport and trust. But the whole goal of therapy is to get you in and get you out. 
And so it really does a disservice if I don't teach the couples how to do that themselves. So from day one, that's what I'm doing is teaching them how to just love one another. So I make them talk to each other. That's absolutely amazing. And I love that you just said that like the goal is to get you in and get you out. I think too often so many people think that like once you start therapy, you're in therapy for the rest of your life. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? Well, the truth is we are in therapy for our whole lives, but therapy comes in many forms, uh, which is why I love this self-love program that I've built because it's really about, you know, build what works for you. I'm a lifelong student. You're a lifelong student. How am I going to create a life that really just builds me up and gives me what I need for a lifetime and also be able to tweak it along the way? So yeah, therapy is part of the process, but it's only a small part. And again, I hate to say that because I love being a therapist, but that's the truth. Well, and I think too, so often people think, okay, well, I'm going to go on this, you know, journey of self-love or whatever it is. And it's just going to be this small little project that I do. And then I'm going to get there and I'm going to be done. And it's not, I'm going to get there and I'm going to be done because you're constantly evolving and things are constantly changing. So it's, a work in progress for the rest of your life. Well, it reminds me of, you know, when I start working with a couple and let's say one of the partners hits on a really tough topic, sometimes the the other partner will say, you know what, maybe I need to step outside. I'll just go wait in the waiting room while you two talk about it. And I'm like, no way. This is golden. This is what you need to be here for showing up for your partner, but also showing up for your friend and showing up for your coworker and showing up for each other as human beings. That is really what self-love is about and other love. Really, I feel like love is just that that is the magic elixir of making the world go round. So we just need to figure out how to show up for one another and show up for ourselves. Oh, I love that. The magic elixir. I totally love that. That was great. So your self-love program, is that something that um, has to be done with you or is that something that somebody can like purchase and actually like dive deep into it on their own? So no, again, you know, when I kept handing out these sticky notes at the end of session, like here, I just want you to do this one thing. Over the years, I decided, you know what, I actually hand out the exact same sticky note to hundreds of different clients. And so then I just kind of built this mental health model, which I call the self-love tools model. And I don't really have anything to sell. Um, You can go to myselflovetools.com and you can see the structure of the program. I've got a lot of freebies. I've got an online community, but it truly is DIY. And my, my soul was looking for a way to just help people know this is not that hard. You can just do the basics and do what works for you. You don't have to do what Sally Sue is doing. You craft a program for yourself. And so I kind of help online do that. And I help my clients do it too. Amazing. And for all of our listeners, we will have Jennifer tagged in our social media so you can directly go and find her um, on Instagram and go ahead and find her self-love process. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing all of this wonderful information with us. We cannot thank you enough for coming on our show. And thank you so much for being unapologetically you. Thank you so much. I am so glad to be here. I appreciate you having me.
We're so happy you joined us, and we hope this story inspired you to be unapologetically you. Join us next time for another remarkable journey. And if you or someone you know has a story to share, please reach out to us on our website at unapologeticallyyoupodcast.com. Don't forget to like us on Instagram and Facebook at unapologeticallyyoupodcast. And please rate and subscribe on whatever platform you listen in on so that we can continue to inspire you.